0: Baseline economic security and the American middle-class lifestyle. What do these things mean? Table 1 shows the typical American middle-class lifestyle basket of goods and services. Typical budget, if you will. Also inserted... Average prices in 2021. Now, this doesn't include extreme outliers in certain markets, because obviously certain markets are more expensive than others. But generally speaking, there is a, a, a ballpark number that, give or take a few deltas, more or less helps us quantify this the cost of this basket of goods and services. We know the number. We can argue over the details. Table 2 shows median U.S. wages. And when you strip out taxation and when you strip out contributions to health care and other uh, things that come out of one's paycheck, you see in this table the average take home pace so right away you see the problem the numbers don't work so let's first make a case for why the American middle class lifestyle the American middle class lifestyle as illustrated above has created what's arguably the, the best conditions humanity's ever experienced. Most Americans have safe dwellings with good heat, free from other members of society seizing it from them in the middle of the night. The structures are built to construction codes and have evolved over time to get rid of dangerous things like dangerous electrical, dangerous plumbing, like lead solder, dangerous paint and finishings, such as lead paints, dangerous construction techniques, such as in high storm or high hurricane areas, where things have been made more rigorous to withstand the realities of nature. In short, when we're looking at that housing number, we're looking at a lot of things that we like, than we need. That's why this effort needs to quantify in terms of the American middle class lifestyle equivalent because we as Americans are familiar with what that means and we like it because it's an evolutionary process of industry that got us to this point. We just got to figure out a way to pay for it better and not pay for it with all of our time and bandwidth because it's killing us and it's making us crazy. And we're passing that anxiety and stress and misinformation, really, as we miseducate our kids for things that don't exist anymore, or we continue to recite talking points of vested self-interest groups by be it big government on the left or a big corporation on the right. We're just lying to ourselves. We're not moving forward. We're becoming stagnant and dangerous because at the root of most all human conflict economic strife, people fighting over stuff, people being angry and wanting retribution, people willing to use violence to overthrow the chains of their perceived slaveries. So this is really real stuff. And it needs a real solution. Or set of solutions, rather. There is no one solution. There is no one utopia. That's silliness. But what we do have is a very clear vision of the good life, at least from a materialistic standpoint. Who wouldn't want to live in a nice dwelling, nice home with good heat and good air conditioning and hot months? It's clean, where everything works. There's full of the appliances that work. It gets supplied with the electrical and the gas and the water and the sewer and the internet, the high-speed internet that's reliable, that works that's safe, It's predictable. So you're not thinking about this all the time, like we have now. It's incredibly useful. It's a blessing. It's a gift. We just happened to be born into it. We were born into this industrial evolution that rendered us this American middle-class lifestyle basket of goods and services. And notice the use of services as well as the goods. Because we all like to go and get our teeth fixed when they're broken. We all like to go and get medical treatment, even though it needs to evolve. That institution is, is right now in major flux as money's poured in. And innovations are all over the place. It's a combination of good science, good wizardry, and good salesmanship. But who doesn't want to go to a doctor to get fixed? And who doesn't want to hold that industry accountable to be constantly getting better and not be beholden to self-interest because of profits or sunk costs or trying to make up for an investment in something so they wrap a sales pitch around it? That's what the services are. Who doesn't want to be able to take their dog to a veterinarian and have it fixed if they get hurt? Who doesn't want to call somebody up to fix something in their home, or plumbing or a toilet or a light or put a fan in or install an appliance get it upstairs for you if you're older who doesn't want these services so it's the basket of goods and services we could get really granular but at some point you start running into more of a more generalized schema such as the Global Industrial Classification System GICS outlined in table 3 but for purposes of this work, we want to focus on the atom, atomistic, the atomized individual or individual family household unit. What it would take an adult to have a good American middle class lifestyle equivalence. By extension, a family is just a bigger adult. Yes, there's more cost, there's perhaps different different arrangement of goods and services to meet the needs of a family or kids. However, at, at its core, it's about the same. You wrap a little entertainment label. for Entertainment for a family might mean a trip to Disney World or a theme park, which are all in disarray, by the way, because of the economic stagnation that we're in and the lack of good trade, trade skills, because people are asking workers to trade away all of their time for peanut money and, and on top of that learn a mess because it's all poorly led. Nobody knows what they're talking about. It's part of the economic morass, let's get out of it. But again, the entertainment wrapper, and the line item, in the budget, might mean for a family a trip to one of these places. Or a water park or something. Whereas an entertainment wrapper for an individual might mean a concert. Or a show. Or a class. So there's lots of granularity people can argue about, but the American middle-class lifestyle typical budget encapsulates most all of it and does it in such a useful way because we know the size of the industry. We have a lot of data about what the supply chain and the companies and all of the individual moving parts, what that all looks like numerically. And in terms of the amount of copper, the amount of lumber, The amount of cement, the amount of iron, metals, and all the polymers and plastics, the amount of energy and fuel, gasoline, diesel, kerosene, the number of airplanes sold. We know this stuff. We see this data. You just gotta mine it out and make sense of it. When you orient this amazing industrial machine that we've evolved and created over thousands of years When you orient to serve the new, clearly articulated vision of basic economic security for all as defined in that American middle-class lifestyle basket of goods and services. When you align this industry, you'll realize quickly, wow, we can do this. We can really do this if we set our minds to it. And we have leadership that says, hey, government, your new job is to serve baseline economic security for all. You're not a jobs program anymore. You're not a corrupt vested interest groups where you're beholden, getting, you know, lobbying to secure contracts so that your preferred vendors or friends, when you strip away the bullshit, your friends get lucrative deals and then they take forever to build an overpass. Forget that. We want basic economic security for all. We want transports. But you gotta have good roads and infrastructure to drive the transports and do anything fun. And in addition to that, because of our lack of leadership, we only talk about roads and bridges. We never talk about sidewalks. So you don't have to be in a car or truck. You can be in a bicycle, or an electric bike that are popping on the market left and right now, or some other uh, individual transport that keeps you away from a vehicle, just to be out in nature. Forget the cost. It It bothers me when people are saying, P- you know, maybe they shouldn't have this or that in the basket of goods and services. Maybe that person shouldn't have a car if they can't afford it. They can't afford it because it's structurally broken. It's ma- it's a math reality. Most people, folks can't afford to drive. And we live in a society that has no other really alternative. you got to drive. This is craziness. And it's making us crazy. And it's making us sick. And it's making us mean. And it's going to create violence and, di- and more disarray. And misery, Don't we want to be happy? Don't we want a shot at peace and security and happiness? No, knowing at some level, at a cosmic level, that's always an individual choice at some level. But boy, it's a lot easier to choose to be happy when you're not constantly under the anxiety and endless stress and uncertainty of the economic arrangements we currently live in. The American middle-class lifestyle basket of goods and services includes high-speed Internet in all of its various forms. Cell, Wi-Fi, and wired connection. Fiber to the house. And it's currently the, the fastest technology we have. What does that mean? It means non-filtered. It means full-blown access with rare exception. Obviously, there are probably going to be a few things. If someone is giving a tutorial video of how a, seven, you know, a seven-year-old a 7 can build a nuclear weapon or if someone is seeing a seven-year-old getting raped, then perhaps there's some a few lines that get drawn. But basically, all else is, is game, fair game. And we have that personal responsibility. And we have parents that are now engaged more with their children so they can kind of guide and coach them through that world of unlimited free information and access to learning. And then government's role, instead of being yet another vendor, yet another money-grubbing vested interest group, becomes the great uncle, if you will. The the person that's, that's this home base that people get lost in the weeds of the internet or information, they can always touch base with the government because government's in the business of trying to be enlightened, first and foremost, trying to articulate the vision, the point of what we're trying to achieve, and trying to protect the rights of those in there so that the others can't harm them and interfere with their ability to be peaceful and happy. It's really a strip away the bullshit. That's what we want. We don't want to be mired in red tape to do this. Because actually, at the end of the day, that all that works anyway. And it inevitably ensnares innocent people and and torments people unnecessarily by the nature of its bureaucracy. And it, all of these things become jobs programs after a while. Because of this this thing staring us in the face. Economic insecurity. People are afraid to say education is a broken institution. and it, or People are afraid to question why are we still sending our kids to a government building all day when I could just work from home and work less. Or, I mean Maybe most of our jobs or half of our jobs could be done in a three- or four-hour time window, thus freeing up all the rest of the time to self-educate yourself and your kids so you wouldn't need all those things. But again, you let it be a high watermark now and slowly trickle down to maybe a different steady state over time where some just want that. Like some kids just might like to go to a building. And those become learning centers, open community places more. Like during the day perhaps, so that we don't have adults, we don't invite inappropriate adult uh, children interactions. Perhaps we have a smaller footprint, but it's a learning centers where people can go and use the gym and use the pools and use the labs and use the libraries and ha- use the quiet spaces and have coffee or get things at, the, at will, instead of this regimented go sit in a building, go to the class one, go to class two, needs this huge staff, needs this huge budget, and it's all irrelevant. All you're doing is really babysitting the kids who are t- learning to tune out, training themselves to shut down. It doesn't work. And the reason it's perpetuated is because we're unwilling to acknowledge that we have an economic problem, that we've always had an economic problem, And it's okay, let yourself, let yourself be okay with saying, what do we want next? Oh, that's what you're doing. You're not stepping back enough to see it. You're going for baseline economic security. You want the good life. It's what you've been trying to do the whole time. You want the good life. We know what that's called, and we know how much it costs, and we know what it takes from global industry to provide it. So now it becomes a declaration of the goal and a buy-in and scale-up of what we already know how to do.